Welcome to the Next Week On Podcast. I'm Jay. I'm Amy. We're married. And we love television. I even majored in it. This is your podcast home for episode-by-episode chats about some of broadcast television's greatest, or maybe just okay, series. It's our take on classic television peppered with some fun facts from IMDb and occasional anecdotes gleaned from Wikipedia. It's television from the era when you watched what was on three channels, or you did something productive. Hey, this is productive. Our first show was Vegas, which ran from 1978 to 1981 and starred Robert Urich as Dan Tanna, the best private eye on the strip. This is the theme song. Don't you love it? Let's get started. Okay, we're back next week on. It's episode five of Vegas. Love, laugh. And die. Mm-hmm. I like that title, so I thought I'd say it this time. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. So, we're back. Uh, time for the promo. Pretty standard. They're all getting pretty standard. Yeah, they're, I guess it was just that first week that was like a little rough. Let me move this a little bit. Sorry. And <laughs> Very professional. But what were the highlights? There are highlights uh, in the promo. In the promo, I can tell you if you're not sure. Well, we already know that the the girl dies, and oh, you go ahead. Bobby Van. Oh, I yeah, think we're getting into that already. Well, it was in the promo. That's true. Yeah, if it's in the promo, you gotta. I mean, how long? How long is this episode gonna be? Because <laughs> <laughs> well, Here, here's the thing, everybody. <laughs> Here we go. So, we watch Buzzer a lot. <laughs> like, a lot, a lot. And Buzzer... Wait, have yes. we talked about Buzzer already? I don't know. I, f- I Maybe forgot. in passing, I mean, like, perhaps. in real life. Not, like, off the podcast all the time. But on the podcast. I know what you mean, and no. Uh, so, Buzzer's, like, basically game show network, but, uh, like, it's Over a Over-the-air broadcast, yeah. Yeah, it's a digital channel. And they show lots of old game shows, and they uh, they show a lot of tattletales and match game and family feud and stuff. And uh, Bobby Van always shows up uh, with with his wife Elaine Joyce, and uh, they're on they were on tattletales so many times. We, we've grown to love them. Yeah, they're they're very they were very cute together. And like tat, if you don't know what tattletales is, they get That's like your own three, problem. <laughs> oh, I'm getting into it. As soon as as soon as we realized this is the Bobby Van episode, I was like, I'm just gonna talk an hour about Tattletales because <laughs> I love it so much. Well, basically, it's three like Hollywood couples, like three celebrity couples, and then like they get they they get the couples to spill dirt on each other, basically. And then, like, if, if their stories match up, then they win money for their audience section. That's as close as to a nutshell That's as I That's good can enough, get. and people so, can IMDb it if they want to learn more <laughs> or watch Buzzer. It's a fun show. <laughs> so, um, and Bobby and Elaine were on it so often, and they, they won a lot. Like, they were really good together, 
and like they were really good at playing that game together and they like they were they were on match game too and they were very very cute and then like one afternoon I was like whatever happened to them and Bobby like Bobby had a brain tumor in the early 80s and died and it was, very sad yeah so like most if uh, it uh, watching tattletales like usually Wikipedia like like whatever happened to this couple and like basically the only celebrity couple that stayed together uh, was uh, Stiller and Mira and uh, and Bobby and Elaine basically and, until Bobby died of a brain tumor. So we were just very enamored with Bobby and Elaine because they're very cute and like they're very show busy and they, they do uh, or they did a lot of like regional theater and stuff together and yeah, had a lot of yeah plays in Atlanta and upstate New York to plug on, uh, on their yeah. appearances of Tattletales. Yeah, it was fun. So anyway, Bobby Van is is uh, the the cameo we we recognized right away. Yeah. Although well, Jay that, recognized the... Jay recognized another one right, right away but too. But we brought we'll up Bobby because he was in the promo. That's all. <laughs> and then they said, <laughs> I this episode. Them. But they also said this episode is going to be in two weeks. So oh yeah, I don't know. It was like the Super Bowl happening or oh maybe something big was happening where they didn't air Vegas yeah, after the Super Bowl yeah people were like tuning in like Vegas isn't on this week what is it what's happening <laughs> forget it yeah I'm not watching TV forget it ABC that's the promo okay so <laughs> there you go everybody um and we're we can dive right into the episode now I guess okay. I could talk about Tattletales for way longer but that's I'll spare a different you podcast We'll just, we'll just do a Tattletales podcast yeah, later. That's right. That's right. So, okay. Now we're into the episode. <laughs> what, I suppose, yes. Kind of how we always start the episodes now with fun signs. Mm-hmm. What do, you, do you have anything written down? Oh, yeah. Well, you, yeah. we paused it because yeah. <laughs> you, they you were did so... a double take. You're like, what does that say? <laughs> it was L... Elvin Memories of Elvis. Yeah. On this the... is at the Fremont Casino. And like, because you pause, you're like, what was that? Memories of Elvis. And like the whole, the title is Elvin, E-L-V-I-N, yeah. like of elves, Elvin, <laughs> Memories of Elvis. And then it's a like, like there's a little bit of text underneath it on the marquee. It's like a select cast of 22. And I'm just like. Bizarro. I don't know. And Elvis is still alive at this point. Right? It was... Wait. All right. We're going to have to do some real quick read. I don't think so. I guess that wouldn't make sense, but... Because it's memories of... I don't think so. Well, there goes the train. (laughs) (laughs) The train's trying to tell us the answer. Well, okay. He died in 77. I guess... I don't know. I had 80 in my head for some reason oh no i don't know why anyways okay elvis is dead (laughs) is he though (laughs) but for our purposes right now that's another podcast (laughs) (laughs) tune in for that one too (laughs) tattletales and amy's elvis conspiracy yeah um so like i'm just thinking like elvin is it like because the word elvin is like an adjective of elves, but are they using it as like of Elvis? Like I don't know. I'm like, just the picturing adjective? Lord of the Rings now. So. I know. So <laughs> Hugo like... weaving, singing suspicious minds, <laughs> dressed as an elf. God, in a how Elvis much, jumpsuit. How much would you pay to see that? 
At le- like at least. I would YouTube it. Tw- <laughs> this is the seventies. So how much would you pay to see that? See what? In nineteen seventies prices, let's get oh. even more complicated. Twenty five dollars. Me too. Yeah, That's- that better come with shrimp cocktail. <laughs> had <laughs> free frozen yogurt. Yeah. Good too. But um So look for that sign when you're watching the opening it's credits. Like, it's crazy. If it's like if it's of elves and there's a select cast of twenty two, is it like twenty two little people playing Elvis at different stages of his life? Because I would pay even more to see that. <laughs> we don't know. We don't know. <laughs> Everybody, you should find out. <laughs> We're gonna talk about the rest of the episode now, because this is crazy. I, just, we're just on like a marquee. <laughs> like, yes, we're just on, not even in the episode yet. It's just more to love Vegas. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're in the episode. He's driving down the strip. That's why we're seeing these signs. And then another one, another one we wanted to mention was the Morocco Hotel. Mm-hmm. This is a lot. This is not as mysterious, but it's fun. The Morocco Hotel and free frozen yogurt or hot chocolate. Yeah, that'll draw them in. <laughs> Get all the yeah. kids in. <laughs> Summer or winter. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and then at the Morocco, they all said kosher style hot dogs for forty cents. That's a really good deal. And cocktails for sixty nine cents. You get a yeah a G and T and a hot dog for just over a buck. <laughs> that's I mean Bad. that's a night. That's yeah. what that is. <laughs> Gin and tonic and hot dogs. It sounds kind of like college. It. And then. <laughs> <laughs> you were really classy in college uh, yeah. with your G and T's. Right. I had some mad mad dog, mad dog and a hot dog. Yeah. Compliment your hot dog with some mad dog. <laughs> it was it was fireball whiskey and hot dogs. Ugh. Yeah, G and T's giving me too much credit. <laughs> <laughs> but if I was in Vegas, that's what I would do. Ugh. I have not. I. Don't waste your... Yeah. I've never had Fireball. I don't plan to. Yeah. So... What happened in this episode? (laughs) (laughs) After the Fireball whiskey? I don't know. Lots of Roth, which we'll get to. But uh, one more... uh, We talked about Bobby Van because he was in the promo. Mm -hmm. But another special appearance that uh, we didn't notice until we saw him. But he's in the credits. Uh, Jonathan Harris... uh, the uh, crazy uncle guy from Lost in Space. This is your department. Yeah. You caught up, or you picked up on this right yeah. away. Yeah, like, everyone knows know. him. You see him, you'll know him from Lost in Space. He's the the weirdo uncle guy. Anyways, that's exciting. Yeah, so we'll and he played, a fun, he played a fun character, too. That's right, that's right. So, now truly into the episode. <laughs> Tana's on a, like, it seems like a newer cell phone in his T-Bird. yeah. He's gone from, he went from like a car phone, then he was on a CB a couple of episodes, and yeah. a car phone. This seems like an upgrade in, this, in, the, in the car phone, but Could I don't be. know. It looked fancier. Yeah. It's white. Um, <laughs> it was, I don't know. Anyways, um, he's talking to, to B on the phone, mm-hmm. um, and she conveniently tells us what Binzer's doing. Just so we know what the B story is right so away. So much exposition in this episode. <laughs> Binzer. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. So Tana has to find some runaway twins. And he's like, this is dumb. Put Binzer on. <laughs> so we know what Binzer's doing. Yeah. <clears throat> and then we get to the heart of the matter that um, Lexi Gardner, who knows Tana somehow, is calling, demanding to speak with Tana. And 
B's got her on the other line. And Hannah's like, I don't want to talk to her. Tell her I'm busy. Yeah. <laughs> Cut to Lexi Gardner on the phone, very upset. A.K.A. Lady G. A.K.A. Lady G. Yeah. Um, saying, you have to let me talk to him. And B's like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And then a black hand sneaks through. Black gloved a hand. Black, yeah, a yeah. black gloved hand sneaks through the curtains of uh, Lady G's window with a revolver and blammo yeah an ADR'd scream and the a weird pause when the gunshot goes on yep and the show has handled this better in the past yeah yeah it was a freeze frame it was yeah, like it was super weird. dramatic for yeah we've know. seen this on the show before what are they doing like, I don't know. like we got it anyways um cut to Bella telling uh Bella at the sheriff's department or the police department Vegas PD telling Tana uh, Lexi is dead and uh, he's on the phone he's upset and um, he tells Bella that he tries to stay out of um, dealing with call girls mm-hmm. because he gets so mad because they end up going back to their pimp I guess basically I, I thought it was um, they usually ask him for help with like getting their pimps out of trouble like like, that's why they call him. Like, oh, my pimp got arrested, and can you oh, help? Oh, yeah. Anyways, I, he, I don't he doesn't like helping pimps, so. Or call girls. Like, yeah. I mean. Because cause it doesn't him. get him out of real trouble. I think that's why. Yeah. 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 I mean, a... he'll help. He's helped many a car call girl on this show, but, like, as far as, like, he won't take a call right away, like a phone call, like. Like it's urgent, it's urgent. I'll get back to it, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So, so, anyways, he, this didn't, all, this... he didn't think it was as urgent as it was. And this was all at the Vegas PD because then he walks out into the lobby, and a well-dressed guy says, "Are you Dan Tana?" And he <laughs> says, "Yes." And he gets like this thirty-style punch to the chin. <laughs> yeah. And it turns out to be Mr. Thomas, who is uh, Lexi's current boyfriend. Yeah. And I guess he's an author. Um, yeah, it was, it was are you are you Dantana punch yeah. <laughs> and then Dan's on the floor like and now that you have my attention who the hell are you <laughs> yeah and then we I find out that. and this was a good choice by I, I didn't look up who this guy was who played him but to show how intense and mad he is about Lexi dying he just stays in his boxer pose while oh, the yeah. officers drag him off <laughs> that was a good choice yeah I'm never going to put my dukes down <laughs> until after this scene. There was, that was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so we know that's happening. Um, and then uh, at Tana's place, we go back to Tana's place, and uh, Mrs. Gardner, Lexi's mom, is there waiting for him, and she wants to know what happened. Um, and Tana really just doesn't want anything to do with it and kind of yeah. tries to pawn her off on the Vegas PD, but she's not having it. And the mom is like, like I don't even want to to know the murderer. I just want to know what happened to my daughter because she moved out here 12 years ago when she was 18. And then they make this whole big deal of, like, she's old, she's 30. You wouldn't think she was 30 by looking at her. <laughs> like, she didn't look that old. I don't know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> They reference her age, and she doesn't look that old yeah, that later, but yeah. like. But everybody in this sidebar, like, 
Everybody always looks older to me, like in older movies and TV shows. She didn't, though. I know. Yeah, I don't know. Like, usually, like, wow. It's the hairstyles. <laughs> like, that person's 25. They look like they're 40. Like, that always happens to me watching stuff like Mad Men. Like, all these, like the like the Pete Campbells. Pieces, and, yeah. Yeah, like, like, all of them looked, like, way older, but they were really, like, kids, essentially. Yeah. Anyway. Anyways. Uh, yeah, she says, I want I want to know more than my daughter's murderer. I want to know about her. Because she's been in, she hasn't heard from her since, basically, you know, as we said. She doesn't know anything. She wants to know about her life. And uh, Vegas PD's not going to give that to her. So Tana agrees to help. Um, and where is Lexi's mom staying? At the Desert Inn. How, this, why is that? Because Mr. Roth flew her in and put, him, put her up in his suite. Something I think. like yeah, that. Yeah, like a really nice place. So, Twist Roth is involved already. Like, mm-hmm. oh, what's that all about? Um, so, cut to one of the famous uh, Roth and Tana walk and talks. <laughs> I'm busy. Try and keep up, kid. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I live for these walk and talks. <laughs> yeah. So, this one's a little different. It's not as zany. I know. He's walk and talking, and Tana's kind of grilling him. Just like, how do you know, you know, how do you know Lexi? What's this all about? And, Roth isn't that forthcoming. He's like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but there is a fun exchange in this first one where Dan Dan calls him Slick. I love that. Yeah. He's like, Slick. And then Roth says, now push open the door. I'll send for the owner. You're the owner. I know. I wanted to see if you know. <laughs> <laughs> Roth oh, yeah. just loves having fun. I yeah. just love that. Yeah. And then we're outside and we're for, to our first big cameo. Yeah. Yeah. It's Jonathan Harris. Yep. And he's opening a limo for Roth, and <laughs> you can tell right off the bat he's quite the character. Mm-hmm. And Roth doesn't have quite doesn't have a lot of time for him. No. And uh, he hops in a limo, uh, hops in the limo, and makes um, uh, uh, Jonathan Harris go in the front seat. Mm-hmm. Like, no, you don't ride in the back with me. Tana yeah. hops in. Yeah. So and, like Roth and like Roth and Dan are talk like they continue the, their conversation while. Jonathan Harris is in the front seat, and like it's it's hard to tell what's going on at first, but like you start like you start to realize like Roth is buying limos from this guy. <laughs> like yeah. this is how Roth buys limos. Like yeah. he just goes on test drives, but he has like the the car guy come to him. To the desert Inn, yeah, of course, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Power move. Yeah. <laughs> and they basically go around a circle in the hotel driveway. Yeah. Um, because. I don't know, he, Roth doesn't like something small about the limo. Yeah. And he gets out and he's like, oh, <coughs> it's dirty. He finds like a napkin in it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And he's like, there's ashes in the uh, carpet. And, and Dan's like, I thought it made it homey. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Jonathan Harris is like, oh, no, you know, crestfallen. And then they walk away from the limo and you're like, oh, that's it. And then they get into another limo because he's brought more than one limo. <laughs> and this time it's a gray limo. The last one's a blue limo. Yeah. Yeah. And they get in and they do the same thing again. Yep. <laughs> and they park. And this is gray. So then there's a whole back and forth with him and Tana about having gray suits and I couldn't gray even limos. It, it yeah, happens so fast. Yeah. It doesn't really add up to anything other no, than like Roth. Roth is a character <laughs> like yeah uh, and then like I tried to write some of it down Roth says like 
I can't afford to love anything. Oh, no, wait. Hold on. Oh, no, like new cars. Sorry, that was another quote. New cars depreciate in value 20% when you drive them around the block. Yeah. <laughs> so so this that's is during that. And well, then, that, they're out of the car at that point. Oh, and then, oh, then the he's, other Because he's, he's sweating Jonathan Harris at that point. And then the, yeah, because then Jonathan Harris he's is like, 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 this is how expensive this car is. And then Ross says, I can't afford to love anything that expensive unless it does housework. <laughs> hey. Oh, boy. The 70s. And in the gray limo, we learn that, um, we do learn something. Roth and Lexi were friends. Mm-hmm. We, friends, whatever that means. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, so um, we learn that. Yeah, and then they're out of the car, and Roth is wheeling and dealing, <laughs> and he makes a deal. You know, he makes makes a deal for the limos. Doesn't he? He like makes him the yeah, car, like the used car manager. I oh, was kind of confused scene. by that. Yeah, well, well, this is how he butters him up because at first he's like, you know, I need a discount on that. You need to clean that car, and I want free gas for a year on this car. Oh yeah, and then you go and tell your used car manager. That that's the deal I want, and then yeah, Jonathan Harris is like, there is no used car manager, oh. and Rock is like, there will be once you make this deal. You know, oh. to really get him excited, like, oh boy, oh boy, I'm gonna sell a bunch of limos. Wow, yeah. that was even crazier <laughs> than I. That was awesome. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Every it's just so fast talking, like yeah. zip 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 zip. Makes makes a good deal for himself. And then gets the car dealer to be like, oh, yeah, this is great. <laughs> that was awesome. Oh, man. Anyways, so that's, and that's all we see of Jonathan Harris. Yeah. And we looked him up on IMDb. He didn't even have a name in the, it was just used car salesman. Mm-hmm. Which, which, okay. <laughs> I thought his name would have been Dan, at least. Um, anyways. Uh, so, end of the scene, Ross says uh, he should go, uh, Tana should go see um, uh, Eddie Banning at the Landmark Hotel. The singer. The Eddie, singer. Eddie Banning. Banning. Who could that be? Bobby Van. Bobby Van. Yeah, yeah. he's a singer. So, um, anyways, cut to uh, the Landmark Hotel, which looks like the Stratosphere. Yeah, now, I noticed it, that is, too. I don't think it's the actual Stratosphere. I, think oh, it, I don't think so. It's like an like old it. version of the Stratosphere. Yeah. yeah. I don't think that's yeah. No, they they built a new one, but if yeah. you know, you know. Um, anyways, um, we see uh, Bobby Van or Banning on stage with his band, kind of practicing, and Tana just walks on, and of course, they just know each other. I know. Like, there's <laughs> there's no like, hey, this I'm Dan. Like yeah. Eddie's just like, hey, Dan, what's going on? Yeah. Like, they know it's each like other. a cavalcade of stars, um, like variety show. Just like, oh, hey, how are you? Yeah. It reminded me of when um, um, David Bowie sings with um, uh, Bing Crosby. Bing Crosby. <laughs> like, they're just like, oh, yeah, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> pum It was cool. I liked it. Anyways, so, um, yeah, so he, uh, Bobby Vanner Banning, as he is in the show, uh, says, yeah, he knows Lexi. And while they're talking, the stage begins to lower into the basement of the uh, yeah of the arena because it's such a fancy show. Mm-hmm. And, and Dan says, "Are we getting shorter?" <laughs> That's fun. Yeah, that was and weird. foreshadowing for later. Yeah, which is interesting. Yeah. And they're talking about Lexi and Bobby Van said, "You know, she's eighteen year old. She's eighteen years old, but looks sixteen if you know what I mean." Yeah, <laughs> More, that was yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
Creeper. Like, can you not? Yeah. Can you not? <laughs> yeah. And we learned that she had she was writing song lyrics and wanted him to read them. Yeah. That's how they met. And Bobby said, uh, the lyrics were confused, but beautiful. Anyways, uh, I got to go to Tahoe. Dan should have been like, well, now she's 30 and she looks dead. <laughs> that would have been good. Commercials. <laughs> that was unfortunately not a line. In yeah. There. But anyways, uh, Bobby's like, I got to fly to Tahoe, so I'll see you later. And sends uh, sends Tana back up on the on the stage. Yeah. So, Bobby Van, everybody. No, but the and then. Oh yeah, that's right. Like well, that's shady... what we think. Yeah. Yeah. Tana yeah. makes his exit. Tana's like, oh, okay, and then. Yeah. Cut to the bowels of the arena. Bobby Van's talking to someone who's obviously up to no good, mm-hmm. and works for him. Kind of like a little guy, bald with this kind of pinstripe suit, like. Okay. And he's like, I need 10K. Go get it from the cage. And this guy's like, oh, no, not again. <laughs> we were done with this kind of thing. Yeah, like, I thought I thought you were done with young girls or you got to stop with young <laughs> girls or something like that. Ugh, yep, so, so gross. Uh-oh. Something's going on. Now, okay, uh, when we first see Eddie, he's talking to, like, those two women who were tourists or whatever. And oh, like, yeah, he's, he's glad-handing and signing autographs. But now... In retrospect, because he, like, they're like, oh, like, we saw you at whatever state fair it was. And, like, my niece saw you. And he's like, oh, yeah, I remember your niece. That's even creepier now. <laughs> That's oh, true. gross. <laughs> no. <laughs> I just chalk that up, I guess. But, now, know, like, I remember your niece. Know. I remember everybody's niece. He didn't say a name. I know. I mean, it could have been that, but it could have been like he really remembered her young <laughs> well, niece. Maybe. Who knows? Maybe. Anyways. Yeah. The Anyways. show can be so gross at <clears throat> You get 10K from the cage. Commercials. And it's the next day uh, at Tana's. Um, and uh, he gets a phone call. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Well... Dan gets a lot of random phone calls like, meet me at X or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And it's the guy from before who had to get the 10K. Yeah. And he's talking kind of all tough on this payphone. He's like, meet me at a parking lot, like an empty lot. Yeah. Which is always a good idea. On Flamingo. Uh, and we're going we're gonna to discuss Lexi. So, okay. Um, Dan is on his way. Any call? While Tana's on his way in the T-Bird on his cool car phone, he calls Bella. He's like, okay, you're going to listen to what happens here. And she's like, what? And he just puts the phone down as he pulls into the lot. And then like, you just hear Bella in the, in the background like, I don't know if they just wait on you. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. And then we see the guy who uh, was t- um, uh, Bobby Van's uh, henchman sitting in a big yellow sedan with a Lone Ranger mask on. <laughs> That was so weird. Yeah, it did up the weird factor. Which was... It wasn't even like, it was like a... And it was broad daylight. Yeah, and it was like a masquerade mask. It wasn't like Lone Ranger mask. It was like kind of like a little decorative, wasn't it? <laughs> I don't know. It was, it was like just little... black. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. It was a Vegas it a, version. It wasn't a Mardi Gras mask. Yeah. <laughs> it was like feathers and stuff. But it seemed like a little... A little fancier than a Lone Ranger mask, which is like, what, what? So he gets out of the car, and Tana has his gun on him, and the yeah. guy gets out with his hands up. He's like, no funny business. 
and takes out an envelope from his jacket. He's like, it's 10K to forget Lexi. Um, you know, just take it and walk away, drop the case, or people are going to get hurt. And, you know, Tana doesn't take it. He's like, no way. Um, basically, he shoot he shoots out a headlight. Tana shoots out one of the guys the guy's headlight to like yeah. threaten him. He's like, "Who are you working for?" Classic Tana, and the guy just folds like a. I know. There's just immediately of, folds. Lots like, of folding on this episode. Like oh, as he's oh no, go ahead. No, he just immediately folds. Just like <laughs> here's ten thousand dollars and no one gets hurt. Tell me who you're working for. No, tell me. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty fast. Yeah. And also, uh, while Dan is Dan's shooting out the headlight, so he's talking to Bella as he's doing it, like, Bella, how much for a headlight? <laughs> and then he shoots it. Yeah. And he's like, How much is it to to weave a whole weave a gunshot on a suit? A big hole a, a in a bi- suit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And how much is it for a cremation? Yeah, <laughs> he's he's scaring the guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, Bella must be like he gets what them all wound up. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, Bella must be like, I am a cop. Why are you telling me you're shooting somebody? <laughs> yeah. So anyway, unarmed. So the guy pees his pants. Basically, not in the show, but <laughs> he's like Eddie Banning sent me and runs away and. And Tana lets him go, and he's like, hmm, banning. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so next, Tana is talking to B on the phone, uh, and she tells him, Benzer's found the twins. So Tana's like, okay, I'll go check it out. So we're advancing the B story, and uh, we get to the casino, and Benzer is just staring at the ladies' room. <laughs> and Dan sneaks up on him, like, hello, what are you doing? <laughs> I have the quotes for that. Oh, yeah. To the quotes. <laughs> yeah, Pinzer says, I'm on a stakeout. And Dan's like, like by the restroom? Pinzer, we're not looking for the tidy bowl man. We're looking for the runaway twins. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Pinzer's like, like, well, they both have to go to the bathroom. So if, if I see, these are, I'm paraphrasing now, but like, like if I see the same woman going to the restroom like five minutes within, like five minutes of each other, then I'll know it's them, because <laughs> they don't know what the twins look look like at all. So then Dan's like, "How do you know they have the same urge to for nature calls?" Yeah, they're or not gonna, they're not necessarily going to go to the bathroom at the same <laughs> yeah. time that they're twins. And then Benzer's like, "Oh, <laughs> they said nature calls. I do not say nature yeah. calls as a general rule." So we've checked in with Benzer. So, uh, then, meanwhile, in the same casino, um, uh, Lexi's uh, boyfriend, uh, Mr. Thomas, oh, who yeah. punched Tana, yeah. sees him at the casino and flags Tana down. Uh, he's, like, at the bar. Um, and what does he want to do? Oh, he wants to apologize. He's all friendly this time. And he wants, uh, he, w- he wants to help. He wants to help Tana, um, you know, in any way he can. And so Tana chats him up about his um, Lexi's other boyfriends, mm-hmm. and that's where we learn there's three boyfriends. There's Eddie Banning, then we learn there's a tennis pro named Spitz, mm-hmm. and a contractor, and we don't le- learn his name, as I Not remember. At first. Yeah, it's so there's three guys, three uh, three guys uh, Tana has to check out, um, and Mr. Thomas tells him that he has an alibi. 
he writes at the Regis, so he can be accounted for. Mm-hmm. So we learn all this uh, uh, important information. Um, cut to Tana walking through the outside of the casino near the tennis tennis courts, and he runs into a very attractive blonde lady who obviously wanted to run into him. Yeah, this didn't pan out in anything, right? No, it was just like... It seems so like like she, she spotted him yeah, from afar. Yeah, she saw him coming and she like kind of hid. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that that was going to turn into something, but it didn't. Maybe she was just crushing on him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, everybody loves Tana. Yeah. Um, And then Tana's on his way to the tennis courts because he's going to talk to the manager because we find out that Lexi worked at the snack bar at the tennis court. That's where she met Spitz. So... Uh, we find back we're finding backstory on Spitz, and we find out yeah. that um, Spitz, you know, you know, I guess after they got out, went went off into the mountains to live with a guru for five years, mm-hmm. and um, Tana gets Spitz's contact info basically, or where to find him from the manager. So okay, now we're looking for Spitz. At this point, I wrote down in my notes like. All of these guys are, like, really open about knowing a call girl. They're like, oh, yeah, Lady G, I'm not trying to hide that. <laughs> like, like I, I guess that's just only in Vegas. Yeah. Like, yeah, like this... I don't know. Like, yeah, like, Eddie Banning is, like, a semi-famous singer. He's like, well, yeah, I went out with Lady G, <laughs> but, like, but like everybody knows about that, but I didn't kill her. <laughs> like, yeah. It's, uh... it, it's kind of the same with, you know, when he... Lady G was brought up with Roth. Roth is like, we were friends. Yeah. We were acquaintances. <laughs> yeah. Like, what does that mean? <laughs> I know. Uh. <laughs> like, you were just friends Roth, with Roth, you have a lot of friends. Old... What is that? I know. Anyways, um, so, so well, we get the info on Spitz, and then basically we cut to a golf course, and Tana finds Spitz jogging on the golf course. But somebody's watching them, as we see the bad guy looking like... And Tana's, you know, walking and talking with Spitz, and we see the bad guy listening in. He's, like, bugged. Like, there's, like, a <laughs> microphone, and he's washing balls in the golf ball <laughs> washing machine, kind of, uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> he's, he's washing them, uh, and being very sinister about it, like, yeah, I'm washing these golf balls, but... <laughs> <laughs> I really want to kill Tana. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, he's listening in on the conversation. Um, oh, and Spitz talks about her song lyrics. Oh, this yeah. This is all going to come in. And he mm-hmm. has a cheesy line. Uh, her lyrics were worth it, worse than my backhand. Oh, yeah. Oh, 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 oh. I didn't but write You're that a pro down. tennis player, so they're good lyrics? <laughs> I know. I know. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and then, so, the conversation between Spitz and Tana seems kind of whatever, like, okay, thanks for your time, see you later. Yeah. And Tana leaves, and Spitz runs over to the bad guy, and he's like, you have to kill Tana. And we find out Spitz wasn't in the mountains with a guru, he was in prison in Turkey for five years for... 
uh, trying to smuggle out poppies. In the worst exposition in the whole episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, so, were, you were in a Mideast prison for smuggling poppies out of Turkey. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, he, like, yeah, Tana why leaves. Why would that guy tell Spitz yeah. about that? Like, Spitz <laughs> knows about yeah. that. Yeah, I know. I was <laughs> yeah. Oh, you don't say. Yeah, yeah. Now, basically, we have to kill Tana. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, if we don't kill him, like, I'm going to let everybody know you weren't with a guru or whatever. Yeah. Commercial break. Mid-East. <laughs> Mid-East prison. Um, and then the next day we see um, uh, Tana's at the Desert Inn and and the bad guy is already on his trail, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Dan, Dan was in the pool... Uh, to get his heart started, is that what he said? Something, yeah, it's working out. <laughs> Gotta get my heart started. Then he like, they show him in the pool. He flips his hair. Yeah, he's relaxing definitely, at the, edge of the pool. Definitely a shot for the ladies yeah. there. It's so funny. <laughs> and then he kind of looks up in the uh, distance and sees Roth out up on his balcony. This is a shot for me. <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh, a good, long. Roth. Yeah. It's like... <laughs> Like, Roth is out there looking contemplative. <laughs> it's like, it's so early in the morning. He's dressed like, like in a, a suit. And it's all black. Yeah, like and he has a snifter of cognac. <laughs> Just another morning for Roth. <laughs> and Tana sees him and runs up to his room to have a little more heart-to-heart about uh, what he knows about uh, Lady G. This is, this scene was amazing. It was Ugh, it was so good. Yeah. Roth is down in the dumps. He's really beat up about Lady G. He's like, I haven't yeah. slept all night. Ugh. Yeah. It's... It was very dramatic. This is Tony Curtis just Tony Curtising the hell out of this scene. It was so good. Um, we Very find... dramatic. And we find out some information. I get that the contractor's name is Virgil. I wrote that yeah. down. I don't know. Well, first of all, like, before Roth <laughs> starts... It like you know what he's thinking about. He he just he's like he just looks out over the balcony. He says, "This town looks different with the lights on." <laughs> yeah, he's I know. Just like so contemplative. Yeah. I'm like this. It's like scene, a one man play or something. I know. Like, this scene is already so amazing, and we're not even in it yet. It's yeah. just ugh. he's basically giving us. Antana, his life story, like yeah, like I used to be down in the street like hustling 20, twenty years ago. Yeah. Like, like you don't know what this town was like twenty years ago. I was hustling and yeah. everything, and and yeah. everything he said so far is very vague. Like, I was in the street hustling. What does that mean? Lexi was a friend. Who knows what that means? <laughs> <laughs> well, then he says you really had to be tough to stay straight in this town, which is I guess basically if you don't know, don't ask. I know. <laughs> Just I try mean, and keep up. Vegas was built on mobs and stuff, yeah. so maybe um, he, he just moved out there and I mean, we're just going to fill in all the blanks for Roth. Like yeah. He was just someone who needed to get away and yeah. he tried to hustle his way up and, and he then, did. Yeah. But then he, he tells us a little bit about Lexi. Yeah. In classic Roth. He, does, he doesn't like the name Lexi it's like oh, yeah. class he yeah. called her Alexandra which he repeats like, Alexandra Alexandra <laughs> and he regrets not helping her more yeah so that's why he's beating himself up so yeah and he at some point like after she became a call girl he off he offered to give her money 
to so that she could go home. Yeah, and basically see her get parents. her get her out of Vegas. Yeah, and then after that, she never talked to him ever again. Yeah. yeah. So that's why he's beating himself up over. Yeah. Lady G. Yeah. Alexandra. And then we're back on the casino floor, <laughs> and Hannah's walking around. and He runs into B because she's there, all dressed up like a showgirl. <laughs> that she's she there in, in the bathing suit. No, well, well, yeah, she's rehearsing. She's oh, in rehearsal, yeah. a rehearsal leotard. That's what it is. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, because she's a showgirl. So she she's there a, in the morning I know, rehearsal. I know, she, I know she's a showgirl, but I guess it looked like a, a shimmery one-piece bathing suit. Yeah. But the leotard thing makes sense, too. Anyways, she's like, I've been looking <laughs> for you. I've been having, you know, the casino page you. Where were you? You know, I'm talking to Roth. Well, you have a phone call that she's basically there to tell Tana. He has a phone call yeah. in person this time. And he picks up one of the house phones, and it's the bad guy yeah. following him at the casino. He's like, meet me behind the casino. In the, now. Ser- the service area. <laughs> in the service behind area. Behind the pool. Now. Usually, you expect to be like, meet me there at midnight. I know. Meet me there right now. <laughs> oh, I'm busy. No. <laughs> Just hang up on him. <laughs> I'm sorry, no, I have a thing. Can I can I go to the bathroom first? Yeah, like a half hour, you have lunch? I am hungry. Um, <laughs> Do you want ice cream? Uh, there's a good ice cream spot in this hotel. Can I just get... Uh, there's some chocolate ice cream at this place. <laughs> That's a callback. Anyways, so... <laughs> so Tana obliges, and he, start, he walks out through the pool area in his cool uh, Dan Tana suit. And he's walking through the pool area, and the bad guy follows him out, not that far behind him, in kind of a bad guy schlumpy suit. So they're walking through the pool area, the only two guys in the suits. It's another one of these bad, bad, like, te- scenes where the bad guys are trying to follow him way too close. Yeah. Like, at any point, he can just glance behind him, and he's going to stick out like a sore thumb, like, yeah. bald guy in suit. Like, I wonder what he's doing here. <laughs> They're making but their like, way to the Dan service Dan knows area. that. It's like, yeah. they, they kind of, they make it tense by like, you know, Dan's not looking behind him. But like, it turns out Dan just knows. Yeah. He knows what's going on. Yeah, and this guy's like slowly lurking up closer and closer. Dan turns like the corner into the service area off the pool. And then we see like the bad guy's like five feet behind him. <laughs> yeah. like, 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 you're going to hear him. Knife. You're yeah, going like, to hear him at yeah. that point. And, yeah. you're, and you're like, oh no, and... The bad guy goes in for a stab, and Tana makes a sweet move and pins him up against the wall. Goes in for a stab. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Goes in for the kill. I like it. Goes in for a stab. Yeah. Anyways, so he thinks he has to drop on Tana, but it's reversed. And Tana's like, talk. Tell me who you're working for. Yeah. And classic Tana. Um, and then, of course... It only takes like two seconds. Yeah, yeah. And Tana's <laughs> expecting it to be uh, Bobby Van's character because yeah. we already know about the ten grand. Yeah, and he's like, "Talk," and the guy's like, "No." He's like, "Talk." Okay, it spits the tennis guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so now we know that uh, Banning, who's Bobby Van, is trying to bribe him, and Spitz is trying to kill him. So what's the deal with this uh, Lady G connection? Um, so, I don't know what he does with this bad guy. But anyways, uh, we cut and he's with Bella. And he's asking Bella, back at the police department, if he if she has any more information on Lady G. Did you find anything in her apartment? Um, 
no, not really. And then the scene is kind of a meandering scene where Tana just kind of spitball, spitballs, I have spitball ideas with Bella. Yeah. We're just getting information, basically. Like, well, that's, I think, isn't that where Dan figures out that she was writing something that could get her killed? Like, he didn't know exactly what it was, but he, because he figured out, like, because that's when he used the, the boyfriend's alibi. Like, well, the boyfriend was writing at the Regis, and, like, Lexi had a typewriter in the apartment. So, like, maybe she was writing something, and somebody wanted to see what it was. Or, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. 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 So that's Dan just spitballing and figuring it out. Yeah. Yeah. And giving us the, the, the background. Yeah. It's very helpful. Yep. Um, so we get that information, and... Then uh, Tana's out in the car talking to B, um, and it's you know you got to call a guy in Washington D.C. I've got a friend in the FBI, which is new. Yeah, I know. <laughs> of course he does. Yeah, and he needs to call in a marker and ask. Uh, what What does that mean? Yeah, I don't know. Call in a marker. Yeah, that's like some code word. I don't know. It well, worked, but. Well, you know what calling in a marker means? It's like no. calling in a debt. Oh. So, this FBI guy owes Tana one. I did not know that yeah. term. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, I thought you would, since you uh, no. are from New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> That's another podcast. <laughs> Anyways. No, I didn't know that term. <laughs> Calling in a marker. No. No. <laughs> Anyways, that's what it means. Yeah, uh, okay. so Tana, this FBI guy owes Tana one, so. Yeah. Um, then they he, get pretty inside baseball, kind of, for writers, because, like, yeah. he figures out, like, well, maybe Lexi, like, wanted to get this manuscript that she's writing out there, and she wanted to make sure it was registered at the Library of Congress. Because she wasn't, she didn't have a publisher. Yeah. Tana's she, a Yeah, oh, yeah, that's yeah. right, yeah, so she he he figures oh well maybe she'll want to get it registered with the library of congress so then but like civilians can't check on that so that's why he wants b to call the fbi guy to call him the marker and check with the library of congress anyway anyways that's pretty inside baseball though for writers yep yep but whatever yep so the the call keeps going and yeah. what I've noticed is he calls in and I don't know, it's it's like he tells he's calling usually calling B to tell tell her something and then we get information from B. Like she's never calling him with information most of the time, you know. She tells him if like somebody's on the phone for him or something. Yeah. But, any, yeah. Anyways. Some sometimes she has something. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. So and she does have information. Uh, we find out that Lexi lived in the contractor, the third boyfriend, Virgil. She lived in one of his houses uh, for a couple of years. And he's putting together a big development at the edge of town right now. So, a little more. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, now Tana goes to uh, check on Binzer again, looking for the twins. <laughs> and Binzer's in a love seat, like a red, like, silk love seat with twins. Yep. And he's and in the middle, having a nice time. I should add, and the twins are wearing Gemini shirts. 
Did you notice that? I did that? not notice that. Yeah. <laughs> astrology was really big in the 70s. Like, really, really big. Like, the what's your sign? Like, that's like, that was like an actual thing. Like, yeah. it was an well, actual thing. I saw it at up. the end of the episode. We'll get to that. But huh? I saw something about the, the, your horoscope at the end of the episode. Oh, that's, that's right. That's what we that's... call a tease. So. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, like, astrology was so big back then. I mean, like, people still follow it now. I'm a Gemini, so I noticed it right away because Gemini is the twins. And I noticed the two of them were wearing Gemini shirts. It was like the twins, and then it had like the little symbol for Gemini. Yeah. And anyway, I was like, that was way over the top. (laughs) That I mean, and like, like people watching the show as it aired, I bet they were like, that's a little over the top. Like, we get it. They're twins. Yeah. Anyway, and they're they're very very, enamored with Binzer. Yeah, because (laughs) because. Binzer's not Binzer. He's calling himself Dan Tana. <laughs> and Dan Tana walks up and is like, oh. Uh, Binzer's like, Binzer acting as Dan Tana's like, oh, there's my assistant, Binzer. <laughs> and uh, Robert Urich is not impressed. Yeah, I just love that, like, <laughs> Binzer thinks that's, like, if I tell these girls that that Dan is named Binzer. They're not going to like him. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's yeah. just, like, the reason why girls yes. don't like me is my name. It's not that I opinion. don't look like Dantana at yeah. all. Yeah. <laughs> but even so, like, later on, the twins are like, maybe you can bring your cute friend. Or... Yeah, your cute friend, Binzer. <laughs> <laughs> so that didn't work yeah. anyway. But uh, Tana's... Not that amused, but he just is like, listen, Banning is going to be at the airport tomorrow and you need to follow him. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we learned that Banning's coming back from Tahoe bright and early and he needs Benzer acting. <laughs> he, he's off the Twins case right now and he's yeah. going to help him. So we know that Benzer's going to be tailing Banning when he gets back from Vegas. Um, so uh, uh, Tana's setting things up. And we go back to his house, and he asks for a glass of milk. <laughs> Dan needs his glass of milk. Yeah. Vegas brought to you by the Milk Council of yeah. America. Yeah, Angie and, and uh, B are both there, and he's like, Angie, could I get a glass of milk? And B, you know, is like, oh, I talked to the FBI guy. Here's the manuscript is on the way, you know. Yeah, like you'll have it in your hands. You'll be able to fall asleep to it tonight or something like that. Yeah, yep, yeah. exactly. And then we learned some... I didn't know this term. <laughs> I had heard, I'll be honest, I had heard the term, I just forgot what it meant. Yeah. But Romana Clef. Yeah. So, um, um, Lady G mm-hmm. did write a book, mm-hmm. and it was a Romana Clef. Mm-hmm. And what is a Romana Clef? Which Angie had to ask, and then yeah. B was like, oh, Angie. <laughs> it's Angie's like, like, a Romana Clef? Is that an Italian salad? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's close. <laughs> well, a Romana Clef is, it's a work, it's a novel, and but it's based on a true story, and then it's like thinly veiled so that it it's technically fiction, but like, it's really, it's really based on a true story. And yeah, like, a like... good example is, um, I had to look it up on Wikipedia because I forgot this term, but a good example is, is on the road by Jack Kerouac because it's very much based on his real adventures with his beatnik buddies, but like he came up with fake names for everybody. That is a good example. Yeah. I was gonna say it's like writing a book 
about a president named Bill Schmlinton. <laughs> oh, um, like <laughs> pri- primary colors. Yeah. Primary colors oh, yeah, probably see? counts as a Roman, Romana club. So that was a great example by me. <laughs> <laughs> Bill, what did you say? <laughs> Bill Schmlinton. Schmlinton? Yeah. It's Bill Clinton. <laughs> Schmlinton? Yeah. He's from Missouri. <laughs> Oh, I'm going to bring that up later <laughs> Okay. when you least expect it. Bill Schmlinton. Schmlinton. Anyways, so we learned that there is a book out there, and it does have some incriminating info about all three of the boyfriends. Um, and Tana go, goes out to see the contractor, Virgil, at the con- mm-hmm. at, at his development. Um, and... You know, he, he's, he's out there and Virgil's working with, you know, his contractors and um, it's more vague answers like, well, how did you know each other? We met at a party and we were friends. <laughs> and he's like an older guy. He's the oldest of the bunch. Yeah, like, by far. Although, 50s. I mean, let's, to be fair, Lexi looks like she's like 50 or whatever. <laughs> when she was yeah. 18, she looked 16. And then the rest of her life, she looked 50. Yeah. Anyways, so... This contractor knew her, and they met at a party. And um, Tan is not buying. He wants some more information and gets in his face. And he's like, hey, listen, you better tell me. I know how to scratch up bones on people <laughs> or something like that. You know, yeah. kind of pisses the guy off. Um, and that's the scene. So Tana put that guy on notice. Like, I'm not going to quit looking into this, pal. Um, cut to a scene of a milkman delivering milk oh, to yeah. his house. Which is a weird cut. It was a yeah. fast shot. We're just like, we're at Tana's like giving the contractor a bad time. Cut to milkman, milkman putting milk in front of Tana's place. <laughs> yeah. Cut that to... was the first shot of the series, though. Milk being oh, delivered yeah. to, yeah. His, to his place. That's good callback. Yeah, I forgot about that. Cut to B walking in his place with the milk. When when did they stop delivering milk to your door? When did that happen? In the night, I don't know. In the nineties, it happened. Really? I had it. I remember having it. Yeah, in Valley City, North Dakota, Cass Clay man would come with milk in the morning. But that's like early eighties or whatever. It was or early nineties. I gotta ask my parents about this. This so, is ridiculous. Like in the nineties, yeah. We did not. No. And he had the cap and the green jacket on and the, and the in, milk truck. It was all very bucolic. In New Jersey, <laughs> we muscled milk out of people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, like we didn't. We did not have milk delivered to our house in New Jersey at we all. We were too busy calling in markers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. People just people delivered it to my dad in secret, and then yeah. he brought it home, and yeah. I never knew the difference. Yeah. Dad, where'd you get the milk? <laughs> don't, worry. Yeah, don't worry, about forget it. about it. Don't worry about it. I got the milk. You want the milk? <laughs> and I'm like, thanks for the milk, Mister Larson. And he's like, see you next time, Jay. Beep beep, and he drives away. <laughs> and I have a big shaggy dog beside me. Yeah, yeah. it's Lassie. <laughs> And I'm in black and white. (laughs) And you have a talking horse in your barn. Yeah. In the back. 
and you and your family are wearing big fur coats. <laughs> <laughs> and there's shag carpeting everywhere. And we, Ray Liotta's there. Yeah, too. I was going to say like, <laughs> Smoking. I grew up in Goodfellas. Yeah. <laughs> you grew up in Leave it to Beaver slash Mr. Ed slash that's right. Lassie. That's right. All that's pretty accurate. I mean, that's... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We Sorry. Got, we, anyways. Sorry, Mom and Dad, who will surely listen to this once we post. It. So, anyways, <laughs> all of that, it seemed like just an editing device. Like, they missed a shot or something. So, like, they threw that milk delivery shot in. So, B would come in the house with milk, which still doesn't make any sense. But, anyways, um, she comes in. Tana's sleeping on the couch with the book on his face, basically. And the mm-hmm. phone's ringing. And uh, B picks it up, and it's Binzer. And uh, Binzer's like, I need to talk to Dan, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, ah, no, he's sleeping. No way. So, you know, anyways. um, So, um, anyways, where were we? (laughs) I lost, lost, um, oh, yeah, Binzer's on the phone, and he's really got to talk to Dan, Um, you know, Banning is on the move, and if you hear any bumps right now, it's because her cat is in the room, <laughs> and she has one of those big plastic cones on, and is bumping into everything, uh, as you can hear. So, it's either that, or she meows her head off in the <laughs> so hallway, so we, it's, that's what you're hearing. We assess the situation, we decided that this was better. Yeah. But we'll see. Yeah. I might have to kick her out soon. Anyways, so Binzer has followed Banning to the construction site, which is in Henderson, we learn. Um, so Binzer's doing a good job. But you, I saw you look, before we started the podcast, I saw you looking up Henderson on Google Maps. Oh, yeah. Did you find anything fun about that? Well, I looked, I had Vegas's um, Wikipedia page up, and we found out the actress who played B um, lived in Henderson, so... She liked it so much she moved there. <laughs> I think she spent a lot of time I don't know, I don't know how long she lived there. Maybe she retired there. But, uh, she lived there until she passed away in 2013. Oh. Yep. So. It was only four years ago. Yeah. But anyways, um, so we know uh, Banning's at the construction site. And then we're kind of thinking, oh, the book is blackmail. Um, and... Uh, Tana blasts out to the construction site and meets up with Binzer and um, tell, and Tana is going to go investigate and tells Binzer to um, kind of hide in the construction area and be on the lookout for oh, the other yeah. two boyfriends. Yeah. But it's a trap. Uh, Tana walks up behind uh, Banning, aka, or Bobby Van's character, mm-hmm. and thinks he has a drop on him. Um, and then we see Binzer sneaking along the side of the building and Spitz gets the drop on him with a gun. And he's like, where do you think you're going, pal? And Binzer's like, oh, no. Well, there's, uh, we, we got a good Eddie Banning line in there. I oh, think. okay. Yeah, some, what do you got? Because, uh, like, they're talking about the manuscript or whatever. And then uh, Eddie says, there's some things people can't know regarding, like, him liking young girls or whatever yeah. like he has to protect his image yep anyway yeah i wrote down favorite pastime is 16 <laughs> i don't know why that's <laughs> favorite pastimes it's yeah. creepy 
That's yep. yeah. There's so, some creepiness going so on. So that's going on, and Spitz gets Benzer, and then there's a uh, cement truck in the distance, and Virgil pops out with a gun, and um, we see you know now Tana and Benzer are in trouble because the boyfriends had a had a trap laid for them and they walked right into it basically. Mm-hmm. It was all three of them. They were yep. all working together. Yeah. And they make uh Binzer uh Binzer and Tana hop into this pit that uh, had been dug in the uh, previous time Tana was out at the construction site. Yeah. And there's a cement truck backed up to it with the chute ready to drop concrete into it and Binzer and Tana have to hop down in there cuz it looks like it's curtains for those two. Which, the, the, both of it, like, they're both head and shoulders above this pit, though. I mean, yes, I, like, you would probably die eventually. Well, if, it's like, it's like when you, you know, in the westerns, when guys get buried up to their head in sand in the desert. Yeah. Yeah, that's not, I mean, that's not a good situation, but you're still alive. Yeah, but then, like, you die anyways. Yeah, you die It's like eventually. a slow way to die, yeah. But then, like... That's a con- that's like an active construction site. <laughs> yeah, but it's Virgil's. He'll be like, "It's closed. Go home." I guess. Anyways, I don't know, like, hey, why are there these two guys uh, up to their shoulders in concrete, boss? Never mind. You're fired. Also, yeah. I dug another pit for you. <laughs> Jump in there and pour concrete. <laughs> yeah. On so we've got all three of the boyfriends surrounding uh, Binzer and Tana. And we find out that the boyfriends all paid money to have uh, Lexi killed. Um, (laughs) That's our cat. That's our cat, staring at the (laughs) ceiling and running into everything with her cone. Um, Okay, so this 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 part moves pretty fast. It's pretty complicated. So this is the really important part of this episode. I don't think you really understand. (laughs) She's just looking at me. Okay, all right, she stopped. Yes. All right. <laughs> Let's bring Amy back into the podcast here. Um, She's very cute. Anyway. Anyways, um, so we find out all the boyfriends paid to have Lexi killed. Um, otherwise, uh, Lexi was going to blackmail them with the book. And we find out that Lexi never called them to blackmail them. Just a man called these the boyfriends saying, Lexi has this book yeah. and is going to blackmail you. Yeah. So do I have a deal for you? Why don't you pay me 50 grand yeah. each and I'll kill her so she doesn't blackmail you? Yeah. And then <laughs> it's Dan, very convoluted. And Dan was like, why would Lexi blackmail you like 10 years later? That makes no sense. Yeah. 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 It, it happened. The scene is there's a lot of fast talking. You're like, what? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I was writing fast. It's like, this is one of those. Vegas scenes where let's explain everything right now like <laughs> everything that's been happening three quarters of the way through the episode yeah. hope you're listening yeah <laughs> yeah yeah and we, um, need, we need to put the final twist in here fast yeah let's yeah. explain everything um so <laughs> I just wrote down huh um so basically the guys thought they paid to kill Lexi before she could blackmail them with this book um and Dan says, you didn't kill her. She, you know, he he puts it together and says, you know, like, what time did you find out she died? Because 
she was killed after she called me around 10 o'clock at night. When did you find out that she had died? And they're like, three in the morning. So it's like, aha, see? You're, you didn't kill her. Someone else did. Your, your henchman didn't kill her. Someone else did, you know? Yeah. So Which basically, is not that strong yeah, of a case. You're not murderers. And yeah, Dan's like, conspiracy is not murder. Yeah, you only get two to five years. Yeah. And so that causes <laughs> them to turn off the concrete. They're like, yeah, okay. Come on out. And Benzer, like, faints into the concrete. <laughs> yeah. Benzer. Um, come on. Like, don't, like, he, like, bends over because he's, he faints almost. And, like, it's like, he, like, he almost faints into Dan's lap. Yeah. But, like, they're both standing in concrete. So, like, he just makes it worse for himself. Yep. The cat wants out now. I know. <laughs> and we're back. Sorry about that. We had to get rid of the cat because the... <laughs> She's making a lot of noise, and it's picking up right now. She's just uh, in the hallway. <clears throat> I'm sure we'll hear from her. Anyways, so <laughs> Binzer and Tana are out of the concrete pit, and they're in the T-board, T-bird screaming towards um, Lexi's last boyfriend, Mr. Thomas, because they're on to him now. It's got to be Mr. Thomas who tried her, who killed her. Um, you know, Tana kind of figures that out in the yeah. pit and in the car and explains it to us. Um that the guy who, uh, Mr. Thomas is the guy we're looking for. Um, so what happens next? Look at my notes. Um, <laughs> um, they're on their way to Mr. Thomas and, um, they get there, they come peeling in only to find that, um, Lexi's mom is there. Yeah. Um, and she's like, Tana, I, I want to know what's happening. You know, basically kind of gets in the way. And, uh, um, the boyfriend comes out at the same time they all meet and he sees them and bolts, you know, takes off in a car and the chase is on and Tana borrows uh, the mom's car, which is a Camaro. The, the rental car. Yeah, the rental car, yeah. which is a Camaro to uh, give chase. Yeah. So I've noticed like on these big climactic chases, he always borrows somebody's car. Oh yeah, that's right. You don't right. want to wreck the T-Bird. There's not that many T-Birds around. That's right. That's yeah. a good point. We can wreck Benzer's used car. We can wreck <laughs> like kind of like a late model Camaro. It's not a classic. So. Yeah. That's a good point. <laughs> yep. I that's just noticed a, that. Yeah. But then Dan only Dan's the only one who chases uh, Thomas. So Benzer is just left in the T-Bird. Yep. And he just, he looks to the sky and he's like, nobody cares about me. <laughs> Binzer, this is not about you right now. I know. Come on. You're in the T-bird. That's pretty sweet. Hey, um, I even wrote down that Lexi's mom's rental car was a Camaro. That's very good. Usually yeah. I don't pick up on cars like good. that. Jay, so, Jay's the one who does. So we're, we're, on to the, we're on to the chase and it's, you know, a standard Vegas chase. Yeah. They end up in an empty lot, by near Ve- with the hotel casinos <laughs> in the background immediately. Yeah, um, and they're just racing around this lot. They jump over a man-made obstacle, which is like a pile of gravel, of course. Uh huh. Um, and then they wreck both the cars, and then the chase is on foot. And they're mm-hmm. running through, like, a construction development. And my it's... notes say, another car chase turned foot chase. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but this time, they're actually sprinting. It's not like a jog. Yeah. Or the guy kind of runs half-assed and Tana stalks him. Well, we had that at the pool. 
Okay. But, <laughs> we already had the slow chase yeah, at the pool. Yeah. So this is like, they're huffing and puffing. It's a real sprint. Yeah. And uh, the guy runs into like this kind of par- partially demolished house. And we think he's got the drop on Tana with the two by four. But he misses and Tana beats him up and has got him. Mm-hmm. The end. <laughs> and Dan says, too bad, pal. You just wrote your swan song. Click. Yeah. And he like mimes shooting a gun with yeah. his fingers. <laughs> We both wrote that down. Yeah. They, yeah, it was <laughs> big finish from Tana. Yeah. Yeah. Um, fade to black, commercial break, and then we're back at the Desert Inn. And uh, there's kind of fun music playing, so we know everything is just resolved. Yeah. And uh, Lexi's mom is uh, in, in the casino going, oh, how can I ever thank you, Dan? And he's like, how about a smooch? Yeah. He doesn't say that. How about you kiss on the cheek? Yeah. And she kisses him on the cheek and walks out the door. And that's <laughs> it. I thought there'd be something else. Not even like, wait, who murdered my daughter? Oh, did you bring him to justice? What's going on? It's just like, oh, how could I ever thank you? All right, bye. <laughs> the, the producers and everybody were like, we really got to wrap this up. <laughs> kind of like we have to wrap up this podcast. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, you know you wanted to hear about Tattletales. Yeah. So, uh... Lexi's mom is gone, and um, we cut to uh, Binzer is back with um, the tw- the runaway twins. The runaway twins, yeah. And he's pretending he's Tana again. Mm-hmm. And uh, we uh, see Dan in the background watching, and uh, uh, he kind of smirking walks up, and he's like, "Oh, hey, uh, hey, Tana," you know, <laughs> you know, plays Binzer. He's like, you know, you're you're Dan Tana, so you need to handle this, and hands him the uh, bill, which is damages from the all the mayhem Tana's caused today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's eighty six dollars, and he's like, you're the boss, you have to take care of it. Windsor's <laughs> like, how many, how many, how many? Yeah, credits. And the last line was like, we have no problems, only opportunities. <laughs> yeah. That's credits. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's that was a like, weird last line. But well, I think that's a line Binzer stole from Tana, you know, when, oh, he, when he's yeah. trying to look look cool in front yeah. of the twins. <laughs> Anyways, <sighs> so that's episode five. It was. Oh, we didn't go over the, the horoscope thing. Oh, we're getting to that. Okay. Getting to that. So uh, we're into the credits, the end credits, and uh, Tana's driving down the strip, and we saw a sign for the Coin Castle Casino. <laughs> um, not a high end place. <laughs> and they're offering free computerized gambling horoscopes. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> I know, but ties back into the horoscopes from earlier. I know. And the t-shirts, but yeah. I had to, I had to ba- like... Free computerized gambling horoscope. <laughs> I don't know. Like, just your horoscope saying how you're going to do with gambling. On a computer screen? On a, yeah. <laughs> Which God yeah. knows what that looked like in the seventies. <laughs> High tech horoscopes. Oof. Anyways, that was fun. Can you get it printed out? Yeah. How long does it take to get it printed out? On a day. On the big green and white matrix. paper. Yeah, like. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> well, that's ep- that's the episode, everybody. So it was pretty good. It was a little muddled, but. Yeah. Anyways, so we'll be back next time with episode six. Bill Schwinton. <laughs> Bill Schwinton. Yep. <laughs> Episode 6 of Vegas next time on Next Week On. Bye. Bye. Thank you.